From the Ground Farmers Market Collective is your source for fresh local produce, homemade baked goods, and artisan crafts all summer long. Our market locations accept multiple payment options, including credit, debit, and bridge cards. We hope to see you at our farmers markets in Houghton on Tuesdays 4 to 7, Hancock on Thursdays 3 to 6, and in Calumet on Saturdays from 10 to 2. Visit fromthegroundfmc.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by Portage Health Foundation. Once again, welcome to Copper Country Today. Good Sunday morning. I'm Todd Van Dyke. Our program is brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can learn more about them at phfgive.org. One of the success stories in the Copper Country over the last few years has been the emphasis that our school districts have been placing on career and technical education. It stems back to a millage that was passed to support that effort a few years ago, and the intermediate school district and a lot of the local school districts have put a lot of effort into beginning to prepare our kids who may not be headed to college for good careers, good paying careers, good benefits careers that they can get in our trades. So the question becomes, we get them through school and we send them off, they've graduated, we send them off into the world. What happens next? That question hopefully answered today by Brian Sarvello, who is a consultant with the Marquette uh, Alger Risa and is chair of the UP Manufacturing Talent Consortium and is also associated with Michigan Works. They are putting an emphasis on letting folks know about apprenticeship programs that are available for our high school kids. So, Brian Sarvello, welcome to Copper Country Today. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you, Todd, and thanks for the opportunity to speak with you and your viewers. We are indeed uh, you know, making progress at the high school level here in the Copper Country, but let's admit that exposing kids to a little electrical wiring while they build a tiny house or something of that nature really doesn't prepare them for a jump to a full-fledged, full-time employee position, does it? Well, I would argue that with you, and I would say... You know, first of all, hats off to the people of the Copper Country, you know, for supporting career and technical education and, and passing the millage that's so critical to, to really building strong programs. And I think you'd be amazed at the strength of the high school programs that exist, um, not only in the Copper Country, but across the Upper Peninsula, across our state, and, and honestly, across our country. And in fact, for a lot of those high school programs, they prepare students to the point where they, in fact, could leave high school and move directly into employment. And what we're saying is, you know, we honestly believe there are some students that are ready for that opportunity even before they graduate from high school, and that's where high school registered youth apprenticeship comes in. Okay, so this is not something that we're looking at putting the graduated 12th grader into. This is something that we're looking at getting kids involved in before they get out of high school. Absolutely. So, you know, um, one of the reasons why people are so supportive of career and technical education, they'll often say, you know, we know that kids enjoy hands-on learning, and they do, right? And and a lot of students, that's the way they learn best. But, you know, what kids love more than than hands-on learning is purposeful learning, and that's what career and technical education really provides these young people. We like to say that's where academics meet the real world. So not only are they, you know, applying the technical skills that they've learned, but they're also applying you know, a lot of the academic skills that they've learned in, in other classes. So um, what we find, however, Todd, with far too many of our high school students is when they're to grade 12, they're basically in a holding pattern. They've completed all of their state assessments in grade 11. Um, they've completed almost all of their graduation requirements, and now they're kind of stuck as seniors in a holding pattern for one year until we release them 
to get on with the rest of their life, whether that's college or career or whatever it might happen to be. And that's not fair to those kids who are ready to start that journey sooner. So we really look at high school youth apprenticeship as an opportunity for a young person who knows what they want to do. Um, they've researched a career. They, they understand the training or the education that's required to get there and want to start while they're still high school students rather than wasting their time on a bunch of elective classes that they have really have no interest in. Now, when I was in high school, let's face it, that was a half century ago. I'm old. <laughs> as, as true with me as well. <laughs> when I was in high school, technical career education, that was really kind of the place where the kids who didn't have it went. You know, you were, if, if you were a good kid, smart kid, you were going to college. And if you didn't have it, you got shoved over into industrial education classes. That's sure. not the case anymore, is it? It's not. You know, the umbrella of career and technical education is so much broader than our old, you know, our grandfather's uh, vocational education. And it involves everything from accounting to cybersecurity to medical careers, you know, as well as those traditional trades like carpentry or or welding or those types of things, but it's it really is a wide umbrella. And what we're seeing is the fastest growing segment of current technical education in this country really involves the IT sector. So, and especially cybersecurity, we have this tremendous need in this country for you know more talent, more young talent in cybersecurity. So, um, the stars are kind of aligning for high school students, and I think there's more opportunities. Uh, far more opportunities than when we were in school, Todd, and, and and that's a good thing. And I think whenever you can provide students with more opportunities and more choices, um, they're going to be far more engaged in their education. Because one of the things we learned when we began pushing everybody to college a half century ago was that not all of those kids needed to go to college. And there are really good careers, stable careers with great wages and excellent benefits in a lot of the uh, the various hands-on trades. You are absolutely right. So if you look at the ratio of jobs in our economy, the true ratio is one to two to seven. So if you take 10 average jobs in our economy, one requires an advanced degree like a master's degree or a PhD or, or you know, whatever it might happen to be. Two require a bachelor's degree, but seven requires something less than that four-year bachelor's degree, whether that's a two-year associate, one-year certificate, apprenticeship training, whatever it might happen to be. The vast majority of jobs in our economy, and this is a number that, uh, or percentage that continues to grow, do not require a four-year degree. And in many cases, especially when we're talking about IT, what you learned four years ago is obsolete now, right? So yeah. um, employer, employers say, we need people now. We can't wait four years um, so let's get you the training that you need to be employable, and then let's get you on the job, and we'll teach you the rest while you're on the job. And I think if you talk to most people, Todd, they will tell you that where they learned to do their job was on the job, right? Even if they went to college, you know, college might have provided them with all the great tools that they needed and knowledge that they needed to do the job, but they really didn't learn how to use those tools or apply that knowledge until they got on the job. And so we know that's that uh, really powerful learning takes place outside the classroom as well. So if we, we, you know, I just feel if we can combine that really powerful work-based learning opportunity with a local employer, as well as the, you know, the academic, um, you know, content that they're receiving back at their school, it's just going to make more sense. They're going to be able to draw connections between what they're learning. You know, let's say English language arts, for instance. Well, I better, you know, I really do need to pay attention to English language arts because I need to be able to communicate with customers and clients and 
coworkers and colleagues and those types of things, or I'm applying the math I'm, you know, I'm learning right now every single day on the job. So, you know, it just, it draws connections for students. Again, it shows them the importance of, you know, taking their, taking their education seriously and all of the different doors that will open up for them if they, in fact, take that education seriously. Because the flip side of not necessarily having to go to formal college is that you still need some kind of education and some kind of training to get into those good trades jobs, as opposed to getting sidelined off into something where you're going to be making minimum wage for the rest of your life because you haven't established a basis to move forward. Again, you're absolutely true and and right on with that uh, remark. You know, it's, as you said earlier, you know, with the advancement of technology and it's, it's, impacting every occupation, every industry. Um, our, our young people have to realize that they have no choice any longer. They have to be lifelong learners. So whatever route they take, whether that's college or apprenticeship or just moving into a career immediately after high school, whatever it might happen to be, um, they better you know resign themselves to the fact that they're going to have to continue to learn because technology is not going to slow down. In fact, it's speeding up. And so if you want, you know, want to be uh, valuable to your employer and, and maintain that really good job, um, you're going to have to continue to learn. One of the things I'm learning in this conversation, uh, Brian Sarvello, is that you consider IT and some of these computerized uh, careers to be part of, uh, of uh, career and technical education as opposed to college-level track education. Yeah, and, uh, you know, college is a great avenue for some students. And for some occupations, it's absolutely necessary. If you look at, for instance, you know, medical professions, that's, you know, the best route for those students interested in a medical career probably is college. You know, and the only variable there is the length that's required. And, And so I have no problem whatsoever with students who choose the college path to career as long as it's required. And so what we find, however, is a lot of kids are going for 40 degrees and then taking jobs that require a two-year degree or less. And, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's just unfair to those students. And, and the, the other thing that we have to all be conscious of is, you know, a couple of figures. One is $1.6 trillion. That's the amount of student loan debt we currently have in this country. And $36,000, which is what the average um, college-going student in Michigan leaves college with in terms of student loan debt, $36,000 in debt. You know, that's, they're beginning their career there, and that's as opposed to the apprenticeship route, which says, you know what, we'll pay you while you learn. And so rather than leaving with $36,000 in student loan debt, students who choose the apprenticeship route actually leave with a pretty healthy bank account. So, Brian Sarvello, let's talk about the apprenticeship program. If a student is going through high school and is starting to realize that college is not for them, they'd like to pursue one of these trades and these good jobs that are available. When do they start talking with somebody about the apprenticeship option? So, you know, we've done a tremendous job, Todd, of um, helping our college-going students um, through dual enrollment in high school. And so as early as their sophomore year, we're seeing high school students begin that, that pathway, you know, to a college degree in high school through dual enrollment. Whether, and now we've got this great system across Michigan called our early middle college system, which in fact will help students get somewhere between 50 and 60 college credits through dual enrollment at zero cost to them or their family. You know, what a tremendous opportunity for those students yeah. who want the college path. Well, we can do the same thing now with the, with the rest of the students. So what do we do with the rest of the students who are, you know, every bit as brilliant in their own way, um, every bit as, as capable of being a great employee, 
um, but just want more options than just you know college or just a four-year degree. So now we've got this apprenticeship opportunity, and students really should be, you know, what we're doing is we're reaching out to high school sophomores, and we're saying, start thinking about this as a sophomore, and if you're interested in, in a possible uh, high school registered youth apprenticeship, let's let's begin that maybe as early as your junior year where we start preparing with those basic skills that you're going to need to walk into any employer's facility and contribute right away. So obviously employability skills, right? If we, if we hear one complaint from employers over and over again, it's that young people lack those employability skills. You know, they can't function as a team. They don't, don't communicate well. Uh, they aren't reliable. They can't put their cell phone down, all of those types of things. So that's the first place we start is really building those employability skills, helping young people understand how important that is to their employer. You know, we add in that the technical skills, right? So we know if you're going to walk into some jobs, whether it's a you know, machinist or um, we talked about IT, you, you've got to have a baseline of knowledge if you're going to contribute from day one. So you need those technical skills, you know, to be built up as well, which we do through our high school CT programs. Then we add in a couple of additional components. So what we've heard from a lot of our students who move right from, you know, high school CT or an early middle college into a really good paying career is that we weren't prepared to handle the money. So we include a financial literacy piece to this. And then finally, um, an entrepreneurial component. So one of the most amazing things that I've found in, in my new role with Michigan Works is, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to tour the UP and talk to all of our amazing entrepreneurs across the UP. And they're they're unbelievable. They're just phenomenal, you know, people who have, who had a vision and and weren't satisfied with just taking a job. They wanted to make job for other people too. So you know, we've got this tremendous entrepreneurial base. So if young people can get interested in this, you know, high school sophomores, we can start them down that that high school registered youth apprenticeship pathway as a junior, as early as a junior, and then hopefully by their senior year when they're when their uh, high school schedule opens up a little bit where they've completed their graduation requirements, they've got a little bit of flexibility in their schedule, then we can actually get them on the job and, and working some significant hours, earning money. These are paid positions with local employers who need talent desperately. And so what we're hearing more and more from employers who are taking on these high school youth apprentices is, you know, what we're finding is they're staying with us because they're local. You know, we bring in people from the outside, we train them, and six months later, they're they're gone because they want to return back closer to home. Whereas if they employ their local students, these are you know people who want to stay in the copper country, the young people who want to stay in the copper country, and they're going to show that loyalty. And we really think that if we can give our local employers the opportunity to build really strong relationships with our high school students before they leave high school, we're going to retain that talent here in the Upper Peninsula because that's a, a tremendous concern. Every year, Todd, we lose on average, about 45% of our young talent from the Upper Peninsula. Yeah. And a lot of that is, you know, the perfect examples of Copper Country, right? We have all this tremendous young talent that comes to Michigan Tech University. They graduate and then they leave, right? Well, what if we could build up our economy in the Upper Peninsula where we had jobs for those those young people to stay? And, and so that's our primary goals. Let's, let's show our young people the, the tremendous employment opportunities that exist in their own backyard here in the Upper Peninsula, Let's let our UP employers connect with this young talent and build those relationships so they stay and 
our youth economy is just going to take off. Talking with Brian Sarvello about youth apprenticeship programs here across the Upper Peninsula and in the uh, Copper Country in particular. You mentioned something that I hadn't thought of, but it really makes a certain amount of sense, the entrepreneurship aspect of this. In a lot of cases, these trades, it's relatively easy to start your own business. If you're a builder, uh, a carpenter, and you want to go out on your own, that's fairly easy to do as opposed to being in an industry where you'd have to have a whole bunch of startup money and things of that nature. Absolutely. You know, and that's the traditional way, you know, if you want to talk about tradition, the traditional way of training employees in the past was always that, you know, a, a, a master journey worker would work with a young apprentice, teach them, you know, their, their skills. And we've got this whole generation, Todd, of master tradespeople and, and all of this knowledge and skills across every occupation that's about ready to retire, right? And if we don't connect, connect them with young people and give them a chance to pass their knowledge on, it's, it's just like we've, we're burning libraries, right? We're burning libraries of knowledge. Um, we've got to tap into this, this great generation that's nearing retirement or past retirement and have stayed on their job simply because there's no one else to replace them. If we can connect them with young people and allow them to pass on that knowledge, just think, you know, what a, what a, a great experience that would be. And then you add in the entrepreneurial component, right? So um, right now we're working, for instance, with Chicken, chicken Tramper in the, in the Copper Country, uh, just a dynamic con- company started by a few M- young MTU graduates who loved the, you know, the outdoors and loved the UP and, and you know, are, are building such, just some incredible outdoor gear um, that's, that's, you know, being sold internationally. And you look at those types of opportunities for young people and you just get so excited and you say, why don't we why don't we expose more young people to this opportunity as well? And, and again, not just take a job, but how about you make a job? You know, I'm having a flashback. I come from a family of Dutch carpenters in southwest Michigan, and that's how it worked in my family and in that circle where, you know, my great uncle was a building contractor. And when he retired, he passed his business, turned it over to the two assistants who worked for him. And they built the company even larger. And they turned it over to another person who came on along that line who had worked for them over the years. That kind of uh, passing on down of these businesses is something that really can work in the trades. Absolutely. You know, and we know that a lot of these small mom and pop businesses are are the heart of our communities right they're they're you know so important to our communities and providing good employment and and uh, these are the employers that you know so genuinely care about their employees and those types of things um but you know at the same time we've got these dynamic new entrepreneurs right or who are creating these these new industries and new jobs that didn't even exist that that are equally exciting, you know, and that's that's the future. And we know, for instance, that, you know, when we talk to young people, we tell them, listen, where you begin your career is probably not where you're going to end it. In fact, you're going to probably end your career in a job that doesn't even exist today. Amen. And so, you know, so again, if we, if we can fill them with that entrepreneurial spirit and, and honestly, I I don't think there's anywhere in, in a, you know, I'm, I'm, I say it with small honesty. I don't think there's anywhere in the UP where that entrepreneur's spirit is greater than the Copper Country. And just the, you know, some of the entrepreneurs I've met up there have, are just so phenomenal, and quite honestly, are doing some critical work for our country. You know, when you look at a Calumet Electronics, for instance, and their their critical importance 
to you know our national security and those types of things. Um, how do you put a value on that? No, you don't. You don't. It's it's invaluable, is what it is. So the question then, Brian, becomes: Where do we come up with the businesses that provide these apprenticeship opportunities? And is that a challenge in the Upper Peninsula, where there may not be a whole lot of businesses in a certain category to begin with? Yeah, that's the sixty-four million dollar question right there. So. What we're doing right now is, and what we'll be doing here in the early fall, is we're going to reach out to all of our UP employers, and um, we're going to share success stories with them. And, and, and when we talk about success in high school youth apprenticeship, we don't have to look any further than our neighbors to the west, Wisconsin. So um, Wisconsin started their high school youth apprenticeship program 10 years ago, and to date they've produced 33,000 high school apprentices. They've connected 33,000 young people with employers across Wisconsin, and when you talk to their leadership team, um, they, they'll tell you it's become just a, such a critical component to their economy in Wisconsin, you know, getting these young people connected with their employers and, and uh, you know, getting them productive earlier and, and, and those types of things. So we want to imitate that success here in the Upper Peninsula. So we're really reaching out to all of our UP employers saying, hey, would you consider this? And, and you know, originally you would think we'd be approaching them from the, you know, kind of the uh, you know, community responsibility, uh, you know, community service aspect of it. But what we can show every single employer is that if you take on a high school youth apprentice, um, and what we require of our apprentices and our employers is that they, they commit to at least a two year commitment to each other over those two years, that high school apprentice will, will have a strong return on investment. They will actually produce more than what you're paying them. And if you can hang on to that, young, talented person, then your return on investment just skyrockets because you save that turnover, you save those training costs. And so, you know, we've already got some UP employers who have taken on high school apprentices who have told me, Brian, we'll share our story anytime, anywhere, um, and, and just tell our colleagues, you know, across whatever industry that they're in, that um, this, this makes good financial sense. It's not just, you know, uh, from a community service standpoint. But the other thing that I think we really want employers to understand is we really are trying to change our education system. So we want to make grade 12 really be what it should be. And that's that, that transition to the next step in a student's life. You know, whether it's getting an early start on college, getting an early start on career, getting an early start in apprenticeship. Um, you know, we want to be able to, to, you know, show kids the importance of, of connecting their education with the rest of their life. So on the part of the employer who's going to take on an apprentice, uh, as we sure. have a couple of minutes left here in, in the program, what do you expect from them? I mean, we have apprentice jobs in the broadcasting industry. You can go to a big city sure. and be an apprentice, and what that basically involves is you driving the station van to places. You don't actually do a whole lot of hands-on learning. I assume that if we're going to hook a student up with a company, we want them to get some legitimate hands-on training. And I'm assuming the company's going to have to do a little bit of reporting back to say, hey, you know, the kid's doing okay, or maybe the kid's badly placed and we ought to consider something else. Yeah, as as you've been all, all morning long, you were spot on. Um, so, these are high school registered apprenticeships, and so that brings that guarantee of quality. We have to work with the Department of Labor, and so before we ever place a student with an employer, we all have to sit down at the same table and agree to what that training is going to look like so that at the end of this experience, whether it's two or three years or maybe even as long as four years, that this 
young person, in fact, is going to be a master journey worker in their occupation, whether that's IT, whether that's, um, you know, we're, we're seeing growth in, in the hospital sector now in terms of um, medical assistance because they can't get enough LPNs or RNs. Whatever occupation it might happen to be, whatever young person or business it involves, we all sit at the same table and we say, okay, what's this training plan going to look like? What are all the competencies that this young person has to master so that at the end of this experience, they are fully trained and they are ready to do the job? And so um, it's it, it really is a, a, a kind of a fulfilling experience both for the employer and, and for our young people. And what we're finding with a lot of our our smaller employers is it's giving up a process they never had. So one of the biggest concerns, one of the biggest pain points from employers is they're concerned about the amount of paperwork. And that's where Michigan Works comes in. And, you know, Michigan Works has been serving our UP employers so well for so long. Um, they'll take on that burden of paperwork for the employer and, and you know, try to ease that pain point. They'll put together that, you know, help put together that training program for the young person. And a lot of times, quite honestly, that does involve college. So a lot of our apprenticeship training programs are a one-year certificate or two-year associate's degree program at a college uh, with a little bit more targeted, you know, towards those um, courses that specifically align with the job they're going to be doing and, and, and also um, a, a constant upskilling of these young people so that they continue to climb that career ladder. They're not pigeonholed into to doing one job for the rest of their life. They'll, they'll have chances for advancement and, and growth and those types of things. So a very, very well um, orchestrated um, process to make sure that it's more than just making copies or um, getting coffee or driving the van. So if you have a child who's thinking about going along this line, uh, the best thing to do, I think, would be to contact the guidance people at uh, the high school. They will have information about this, I would assume, Brian, and we do need to wrap this up. But thank you so much for your time, and thank you for the great information this morning. Well, thank you so much again for the opportunity, Todd, and we really look forward to working you know, both with uh, UP employers and our schools to, to give kids a great option. Brian Sarvello on our first segment of Copper Country Today, and we'll continue in a moment.